On today's episode, we're talking about the most frustrating movie tropes. Oh! I'm dead inside. pick some things, and then we rank them. My name is Chris Gluckman. I'm Jackson Corneliuson. And I'm Joe Bradshaw. All right, boys. We're going to do something fun this time for an opening mm, bit. Because we're, we're, we're going to get good at opening this podcast. I have not, I have not had fun a single so, time with this. <laughs> so we're just going to play test uh, uh, this, uh, this opening bit. We're going to do a game, um, a quiz show. And we're going to do a quiz show about world records. We're going to call it <laughs> World Record Minute. And we have Store. one minute to do this. <laughs> we have one minute. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay, so let's play World World, world Record Minute. So I'm gonna, we're going to go through as many of these as we can in a minute. I'm just going to say the prompt. These are Ko- Takeru Kobayashi World Records. You both just... Off the top of your head, give me your guess, um, and I'll say the real number, and then we'll award a point to whoever was closer, and then we'll do the next one. Okay? Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Begin. How many bunless hot dogs in two minutes and 35 seconds? 74. Eight. <laughs> 60. <laughs> point to Jackson. How many grilled cheese sandwiches in one minute? Eight. 74. <laughs> 13 point to joe how many buffalo wings in 30 minutes 74 337 point what to no what are you how kidding many... me he ate 300 buffalo wings no, talk about it later how many cow brains hey sh- how many cow brains in 15 minutes now wait i need some Eight. parameters how smart were the cows are how many cow brains in 15 minutes ah uh, Eight. If smart cows, two. How many cow if brains dumb in cows, minutes? eighty. Hold on. Based on the fact that he ate three hundred and thirty-four buffalo wings, I'm going to say three hundred and thirty-four. Fifty-seven. Neither of you get a point for that one for wasting all of my time. Three hundred. That's the end of the game. I think Jackson wins. I don't think you understood what lightning round is like. Well, when but you have I a needed minute. parameters because you if those were smart, stuff. if those were smart cows, then their brains were so very large that he could only eat two. Obviously, those were dumb cows. If he ate fifty-four, well, you also can't surprise me with the fact that he ate three hundred buffalo wings in like half a second. Thirty minutes. That's basically half a second. That's one wing every five or six seconds, according to my calculations. I need to see this. For 30 minutes straight. Let's see if there's a YouTube video. Kobayashi eats 300 wings. Oh, safe search blocked it. Safe search blocked it because that's (laughs) illegal. Because that shouldn't happen. There is a video that's Kobayashi eats pizza in less than one minute. He eats pizza in less than a minute. Yeah, that, like nobody's ever eaten pizza in less than a minute. I, I do that. I do that fairly <laughs> frequently. Hey, what if you started posting your own stuff to YouTube? Just you doing things and you post the timestamp and just see how many people will get tricked into thinking it's fast. <laughs> thinking that I was doing some sort of feat. Like, Chris, Chris cooks top ramen in four minutes flat. That's exactly how long it takes. <laughs> and you just speed up the video. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. Take something that like took you an hour, but sh- can tr- truncate the video and say that it only took you 10 minutes. Now, that's that's how you make hashtag online content. Sorry, I had to put the Has- hashtag in there for our hashtag, hashtag, hashtag marketing. Hashtag subscribe. Hashtag like, hashtag subscribe. Hashtag marketing. All right, I think we get into it now. I think we have, in Jackson's word, milked those comedy teats. <laughs> milked them dry. We milked them dry. Mm. <laughs> Sweet. Well, then let's rank some things. Then. Yeah, yeah let's, let's do what our podcast is bad at. Just let's do our podcast thing that we do. Uh, what's this about, though? What's this podcast about? Um, this thing that we do? 
Um, Chris, what I'm trying to ask Jackson? you is what, it, what is Jackson? it about? Jackson? I don't like you playing dumb like this every week. You know what we were here for. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Every week before this, you have said, I'm glad you asked, Jackson. And now you're dropping this bomb on me. <laughs> now he's coming with this fire. Gosh. I'm not going to be such a pushover anymore. No, I'm, I really am glad you asked, Jackson. I'm sorry about that. Um, this is a show where we take some things and then we rank them. And oh. on today's episode, we're going to be ranking uh, the most frustrating movie tropes or movie cliches um, that we thought of. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, what order are we going to rank these in? Um, from Die Hard 1 to Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> All right, boys, let's, uh, let's get it popping. Uh, who wants to put forward a, a movie trope first? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, why don't you start it? Because your notes are impeccably long, and ours are just like one-word things. So I feel like you've prepared a lot and are really excited <laughs> to tell us about some tropes. So the first one I'll talk about, mostly because it just has a fun name, is something called phlebotanum. You ever heard of phlebotanum? I mean, before I texted you about it, I had never heard about it before you texted me about it last week. (laughs) Okay, so phlebotanum is a made-up word, but it refers to any time in a movie where there is an object um, or or just something that's essentially just a plot device that allows the plot to happen, but they're not about to stop and explain to you why the thing does the thing it does. Like you, they're kind of just expecting the audience to believe them and just go along with it. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh So, so an example, like the first example we thought of was like the movie limitless. The whole movie is about the idea that this dude takes this pill that unlocks his whole brain and he's super smart from that point on. And they kind of just expect you to believe, yeah, of course, in this world, there's just a pill that people can take and then they get super smart. And if if you stop and think about it and actually wanted to take it seriously, it would ruin the whole story. Right. But you just got to have it. Right. Well, I think what here's one. So I'm confused about one thing. Okay. In what you've just said, there's not a pill. There's not a pill that does that. (laughs) Oh, I see. Okay. Like you're now, saying, Joe. there's not a pill that does that. Now, Joe, did you, did you by chance think that when you watched Limitless on Netflix the other day that you were under the documentary section? <laughs> I did think I was in the documentary <laughs> section, and I need to just like make a call real quick. If we could just pause, just pause. We'll just pause the podcast for one second. Hey, Timothy, Timothy, cancel the order. <laughs> Timothy, I'd like to cancel the order. I don't. I've just, I'm on a I'm on a podcast with some friends, and they were telling me it's not real. They said the pill isn't. Timothy, Timothy, stop crying. Timothy, stop crying. It's gonna be okay. They they said it might be real. They weren't sure. They weren't hundred. They said it wasn't a documentary. I know. I thought that it was. Wait, are was, you ordering from Timothy? Timothy, our relationship is very confusing. And that's what makes you special to me. Because I thought Timothy was ripping you off with fake pills. This is a very confusing storyline. <laughs> Timothy, I'm Because Timothy was ripping you off with fake pills and then you called him out on it. He just started sobbing. Timothy, you're emotional when you're pregnant, Timothy. What? Timothy, how did you... You need... Timothy, I gotta go. I can't. I can't anymore. It's over. Consider Consider it over. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, I just had to make a quick hey, call about on. something totally unrelated to hold the on, podcast. Hold on, hold on, guys. Would it be? Is it okay if I just? I need to step out for a second, and make a quick call. Is that cool? Hey, that's fine. Okay. Um. Boop, 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 boop. Um. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Can I speak to Limitless? <laughs> yes. No. You, no, not Bradley Cooper. Uh, Limitless is Limitless there. He's not. She's not. That was offensive. 
I'm sorry. Uh, okay, I won't call. I won't call this number again. <laughs> Bye. Sorry What's about happening? that, guys. It's okay. I just <laughs> no. I learned something. It turns out Limitless isn't real either. So oh, the whole movie or just like the pill? No, just like I tried to get in touch with Limitless just now, and they're not available. Which okay, I, I take to mean they're not real. <laughs> Anything that is not available for me at this exact moment <laughs> does not exist in my. Kind as of far as I'm concerned, sin- the only sin- things that are available to me are Jackson and Joe and my laptop <laughs> and my drink and this picture of Jonathan Taylor Thomas that I have pulled up on my desktop at all times and the and this at- picture of Jonathan Taylor Thomas that I keep in my pocket <laughs> at most times. <laughs> So there's that pill. I actually want to talk about that pill a little bit more in depth okay. later. But what's some more phlebotomum we can talk about? Okay. Uh, yeah, I got. I have a list here of some examples. We got Inception. There's that drug that they take that allows them to share another human being's dreams. What is, is that? A, this is a world that's like not super technologically different from our own, right? No, I, it's been a while since like I've 20, seen it. It's like the year 2010. <laughs> and they're just like going into opium dims and sharing dreams. Ring, 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 ring. Storvin, Storvin, cancel the order. <laughs> cancel the order. It's not a documentary. It's not a documentary. They were ripping you off. T- I know Timothy's a jerk. I just had we just had a thing. I'll I'll have to tell you more about it later. I'm recording a podcast right now. <laughs> Goodbye, Storvin. That was my friend Storvin. Sorry. He just he okay. had to talk to me for a second. I don't know why he yeah. called me at the exact time we were talking about that, but he did. That's weird. Uh, the movie Avatar, uh, the whole thing is about how humans want to mine the planet Pandora for a, a really dumb named element called unobtainium, and they want to use it to make room temperature semiconductors, because that sounds super Is that cool really what scientific. they wanted to do in that movie? They like make an offhand reference to it. Yep, it's like boy, that's yeah. Boring. It's like such it's such a nothing that they don't even like delve into it. Like they literally were just like, just use it. It's just a plot device, and we're just going to make a really pretty movie, and it's uh-huh. going to make seventeen billion dollars. Don't worry about it. Uh huh. Exactly. That kind of kind of makes me th- mad. Hmm. Uh. Now, my favorite kinds of phlebotanum, as I was doing this. Uh, research is uh, in any story where the thing actually is, does multiple things like the plot go- is so audacious as to say that this magic item can just pretty much accomplish any plot thing they want it to but one example is in district nine um, the one in south africa with the aliens there's this black fluid that they use as fuel for spaceships and when you touch it, it turns you into a, an alien. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Pretty much covers all the all, everything I needed from that movie. Uh-huh. But guys, I thought we weren't going to get political on this podcast, and we don't need to be talking about District 9 if we don't want to get political. If right. we to get a little bit political. Well, okay. it is well, a movie the, that's political. The, <laughs> well, Joe, you're not going to like this one. It is political. You're not, you're not going to like this one. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh. There's so a, there's political. a, <laughs> in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, they're researching a drug for Alzheimer's and they get it so wrong. Like they're so wrong on this drug that it kills human beings. <laughs> and, and not only is that like the worst science, when monkeys take it, they get super smart. <laughs> so my question is, how one, how did they not figure out that it made the apes super smart before they gave it to humans? And two, right. why did they give it to humans if they didn't know what it did in monkeys? Like, Bad were they just like, okay, methods. just give it, give it to the apes, and then that counts as animal trials, and then we just grow straight to humans. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it may yeah. kill them, it may not, dunno. You know, I'm just, I'm willing to bet that it's going to work. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Ring, 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 ring. Yeah, Caesar, triple my order. That's all, bye. He was talking to Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer. He ordered, he ordered his new book. 
<laughs> How to Train Your Dog in You Can Too. That's the name of it. <laughs> he doesn't understand English still very well. And his editors just didn't have the heart. So I like phlebotanum. I think that that is, it's, it's like, it's good that it's in movies because sometimes you need it. But when right. you notice it, it is very frustrating that they think you're that dumb. And, and guess what? We are. It has to be there. If every story was just about real life things that like really happen, then like one third of every movie you see would be like somebody making a sandwich and then going to the bathroom. So Avatar made 12 trillion dollars. That's not a real number. Trillion? (laughs) No, that's not a real. (laughs) Chris, I hate to break it to you. There are big numbers. Can Avatar, can Avatar, like, pay off our national debt? It certainly please? could. But you're getting so political. No, but you, that wasn't a real stat, was it? <laughs> what? Like, it sounded like you were reading a stat, and that can't be right. That Avatar made $12 trillion? <laughs> can we just edit this out? Because I almost <laughs> believed it for a second. Please, dear. No! No, That's please! <laughs> Chris, no, I can't be dumb in two episodes in a row. Yes, yes, you can. (laughs) That's incredible. You're writing this character for yourself, Jackson. Two billion (laughs) dollars, which is significantly less than twelve trillion dollars. Like, I literally think that the GDP of America is like $12 trillion or something. I don't know. They just open up a Disney park. Who knows how much <laughs> the money GDP they have? Of US of the U.S. is $16.7 trillion. Avatar almost Avatar got there. Avatar creeping up. Creeping up on them. Avatar is the third largest economy in the world. <laughs> it was really smart of Disney to open that park up. That is just gonna it's gonna be the new America. <laughs> I, I I'm declaring it now. I'm the president of the Avatar theme park. Oh, Nobody Joe, can take that from me. You're getting so political. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Jackson Jackson hit me with one. Um well uh <laughs> after the fiasco of uh Avatar's gross domestic product <laughs> This one may have a little bit less credence as to why I'm mad about it. Uh, There's this, it may not be a movie trope, but it's a pretty prevalent idea, not only in society, but also uh, movies play with this idea a lot, that humans only use 10% of their brain. That's true for me, apparently. (laughs) Jackson's Jackson's rocking a cool 1%. (laughs) But... Uh, yeah, like, movies really love this idea that humans just do not reach the full potential of their brain, uh, which just scientifically is not true. Humans use 100% of their brain, they just don't use, like, all of it at the same time. No, um, I use only the bottom part. <laughs> what's the bottom part for, Joe? Just the bottom 10%. It covers everything. That's where I, that's my goof factory, <laughs> is the bottom part of my brain. It's where all my good jokes come from. It's where all the jokes sink down to. They're so dense and heavy. It's just kind of where they they percolate together. And they just it's like you look to the right and there's a picture of Shrek. You look to the left, there's a picture of picture of Tim the Toolman Taylor. You look in front of you and it's whatever I'm seeing. And it's kind of got a green tint to it and it's a swamp and I'm in Ogre Town. No. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, back to Don't the ten percent brain thing. <laughs> no, no more Shrek. Shrek Don't has become, care. Shrek has become too much a part of my life once we started this podcast. Like a parfait. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just move on to Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> yeah, something something we haven't talked enough about. Here, I'm actually gonna like transition over to the other, like a different ten percent part of my brain. Um, that uh-huh. I use on my romance podcast called uh, Romance with Jack Boy. Um, it has one <laughs> listener, and that is me. And it's not even your wife. Your wife refuses to listen. That's the weird thing. 
Okay, well, let's okay. Let's imagine that this ten percent of your brain thing is true. What kind of stuff might happen if you were to start using more than ten percent of your brain? Um, well, actually, there's a movie about this, Chris. Oh yeah, yeah. It's called. Uh, well, there's two. One is Limitless, where Bradley Cooper. <laughs> well, now what's that? <laughs> he just gets real smart, and that's pretty much all that happens. He gets good at stocks and stuff, which I guess is a pretty. I think a better theory is that um, is there's a movie called Lucy, and she begins to mm-hmm. use uh, slowly throughout the movie use 100 percent of her brain, and at first she gets like good at fighting, and then she like um, becomes God. She just oh, she just becomes well, that escalated gone. quickly. Like, I like that people just get really good at fighting when they can use more of your brain. <laughs> it's like, ooh, I can use more of my brain, so now my muscles are strong and very uh, my reflexes are very fast. Neo in the Matrix like slips in a floppy disk, and then he's like, I know kung fu. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we got from with, this floppy if we, disk. If we could use ten point two percent of our brains, we would all know kung fu. The next, the would, next percent is all about. It's all about fighting moves. We'd be able to use Krav Maga and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and karate and a gun and a big gun <laughs> and a big and a big big old gun that we could shoot him with. <laughs> and then all the percents that come after that are like world peace. You know how to like. Resolve like hunger. Mm-hmm. It's like eleven percent is world peace. How to go? How to govern a just society? Yeah. Then you get to like thirteen percent, and you're like, oh, I can get water to everyone in any way. A fourteen percent, you just blare home improvement over loudspeakers throughout the world. Fifteen percent, you just you write the perfect script, and that's actually happened before. Um. The creator of Shrek used fifteen percent of his brain. Sixteen percent. You you figure out how to delete Shrek from the human consciousness, <laughs> and then you stop because education can't happen beyond that. You've just no. destroyed the education system, and so you can't ever get to seventeen percent. So actually, you can okay. use. 16% of your brain. That's the most. Speaking of education, here's a fun fact I learned. This is... I thought this was hilarious. Apparently, you know the, the video game, like the computer game, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Yes. I, I don't actually, but it, I'll pretend really? I Really? What? Yeah, oh, man, I mean, I've great. heard it, the name it, before. It's a game that like taught you geography stuff and history. It was great. Um, and and you're chasing down this like international thief named Carmen Sandiego who would steal the Eiffel Tower or something, and you had to figure out where she took the Eiffel She's Tower. She's a very good thief. She was super good at it. Apparently, it all... there there is a game called Where in North Dakota is Carmen Sandiego <laughs> that was developed by the North Dakota like public education system. <laughs> right there. She's right there. I see her. Wait, how did how did where was the Carmen San Diego thing going? Oh, I was just saying that there's a <laughs> where in North Dakota is Carmen San Diego. That's all. Let me read you just real quick before we move on from this dead topic. The <laughs> some quirky city and place names in North Dakota. One okay. Antler. Oh, Antler. <laughs> but that's Two, a deer thing. <laughs> cannonball. Three. Uh, that's a cannon thing. <laughs> Concrete. But that's a street thing. For Buttsville. <laughs> that one's really no, good. That's pretty good. No, that's, that's pretty really funny. good. That's a butt thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jackson's podcast, his romance podcast. <laughs> Jackson, that's from Jackson's romance podcast. He, Jackson just tapped into his 11th percent. <laughs> to say that's a butt thing um okay so i've got one uh movie slash tv trope that i really hate okay and that one is the one of the dumb dad and i don't like here's uh, okay. the thing i don't mind it saying that we're stupid like that guys are stupid because that's very true 
like 99% of the time. It's this insistence that like these hyper successful people are just have done all of this in spite of themselves and are just the biggest idiots and like don't know how to relate to their kids. And it's, it's more that. So my best example of this is Phil Dumphy on Modern Family. Like, and he was the reason that I stopped watching that show because he is like a real estate agent in LA and has like this super nice house and family and has like three kids that are fairly normal. And then he's just an idiot. Like he doesn't know. He's like, Oh, bees are stinging my face. I guess I should rub them on my face some more. (laughs) Like he's just the dumbest guy. And I, I hate that. And like, no, that's that's good. I, I'm immediately thinking of a lot of dumb dads. It's so prevalent. I feel like on TV, it's super popular. Everybody loves Raymond. Tim Taylor in Home Improvement, he's a yeah. dumb dad. He's very dumb. So a, a good example of this is Wayne Zielinski from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, that guy's so dumb, he shrinks his kids. He invented a technology that never existed before. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oops-a-doops, my kids are tiny, oops, I didn't mean to do that one, I should have thought about this beforehand when I invented this thing in my house and put it in the attic. Huh. I don't remember him being a hillbilly as well. He's not, but he just, whenever he builds <laughs> technology, he no, gets that's, real that's dumb. All, that's, that's all dumb dads. Like, even Ice Cube in uh, Are We There Yet? He's like, hey kids, we're going on a road trip. <laughs> Let's go on a road trip. I was normal, but now I'm not. Ice Cube, you're my dad, and you're a very famous rapper. Why are you talking like that? Well, hey, you know who's who's the opposite of a dumb dad who really averts that trope? Shrek? Well, not a dad, <laughs> in, at least in the Shreks that I consider part of the canon. But uh, Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince. Yeah. Uncle Phil, he's like a pretty smart dad. Oh, yeah. Like, he's a real smart dad. And he, like, doesn't let his kids push him around, and he's throwing his kids' dumb friends out the door all the time. Yeah, he is... Because he cares about his kids. Assaulting children. Jeff is probably dealing them drugs or something. D- D- hold on. I just had a realization. DJ Jazzy Jeff was giving Limitless to the Fresh Prince, Will Smith. Ring, 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 ring. Sorry, hold on, guys. I gotta take. I gotta. I gotta take this call. Hey, what's up, Jazzy? <laughs> yeah, triple my order. <laughs> okay, bye. Sorry about that. Ah, uh, no problem, okay. Chris. What were you buying? His book. <laughs> <laughs> How to whisper to dogs and you can too, or whatever. <laughs> you just call Caesar Milan Jazzy. <laughs> Oh yeah, what'd you think I was doing? Who'd you think I was talking to? I thought maybe Jazzy Jeff since like we were talking. <laughs> oh, about him, I but... see how you would think that. No, that, no, that's funny though that you thought that. All Speaking right. of funny, <laughs> speaking <laughs> of funny, <laughs> we're bad at transitioning. <laughs> we're bad at realizing when our jokes are dead. Squeeze it for all it's worth. Milk okay, those teeth dry. Can I milk pause it? it? <laughs> milk, milk those tropes. Milk it. Chris, do you have any other milk for us? <laughs> Gross. Yes, I do, though. Chris, do you have any it. more of that movie milk for me? Okay, here's movie mm-hmm. movie milk number four. So here's another one that I picked again because it has a, a funny name like Flabot in them. But this one is a trope called uh, the MacGuffin. So the MacGuffin the McMuffin. Um, is just like this mystical item or super valuable treasure that the heroes have to get. And usually they have to get it before the other guys get it or something, right? But the problem with the MacGuffin is that it doesn't really matter at all to the story. Like you could replace it with whatever. You know, it's like a super valuable treasure chest. It could just as easily be like a giant diamond or a briefcase full of money, or whatever. Or a man named Doug. But, or just like a guy named Doug in the movie The Hangover. <laughs> but that's exactly, I mean, that's an example of it. Like, 
they just have to go on a quest and they have to get Doug. And Doug is pointless to the plot for the most part. Like, it's just an excuse for a story to happen. Except that Doug um, has to be in the story or there's no Doug to find. But Doug could be Caesar Malone. Right. It could be like, we really need to find the Dog Whisperer because plot our plot requires it of us. Because our plot. And The Hangover 3 was all about this very ill-behaved dogs. So that would actually now, be a little Jackson, bit better than might, just Doug. You might be telling the truth. I don't think probably nobody saw that movie, right? I don't think anyone <laughs> the, saw that movie. The, hang, the Hangover 3 is about whatever you want it to be about. It's more of a... <laughs> Number three concept. is whatever you build in your mind palace. <laughs> the Hangover Three is where I go to truly live. <laughs> the Hangover Three is my only solace from this war-torn and desolate world. Let me walk you through my Hangover Three. I walk in the front door. I look over to the right. There's a painting of Shrek. I look to the left. There's a painting of Tim the Toolman Taylor. I look in front of me. Who's that? Caesar Milan. He's got my dogs. I have 50 dogs. They're all very well behaved because he's whispered to them all. <laughs> I exit my house. What did he say? That I exit my house. Like I don't want to know. <laughs> that was the whole house. I just walked. That was my whole. That's my hangover three. What's your hangover three, Jackson? Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Walk in the house. There's more than one room. I have a recording studio that's not my car. I look to the left. There is a door leading to a bedroom. I look to the right. Uh There's a functioning pantry and not just like a weird wire rack holding all of my cans. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm just describing all my dream home. (laughs) Which is a room with more than two rooms or a house with more than two rooms. Okay. Sorry, cool. I, that got real sad real quick. Yeah. Poor Jack, uh, j- go to our Patreon account. Yeah. <laughs> just, just drive by Jackson's apartment and throw money at his at his car. He's probably asleep in there, so he'll hear it. Especially if it's like loose change. Just throw like quarters at his car. He'll thank you for it. See, Hangover 3. Whatever you want it to be. Let's talk. Um, actually, talk maybe about MacGuffins, though. A really funny one is uh, Indiana Jones. So they did this a bunch of times in Indiana Jones, like the Raiders of the Lost Ark. But the the one they made a few years ago, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, the Crystal Skull is a MacGuffin. Like they're on this quest to get some like sort of alien brain, alien skull, or something. And Steven Spielberg actually said after the movie came out, I sympathize with people who didn't like the MacGuffin because I never liked the MacGuffin. That's a good way <laughs> to like, write a You're movie. right. This was, he's like, this was a dumb thing for them to try to get. <laughs> the next movie script that I write, which will be the first movie script I write, at the beginning I'm just going to be like, I don't care. And then I'm going to hand it to somebody else and I'm going to be like, Give, make me money. Make me make me that sweet Steven Spielberg money. Give me that Spielberg money. Give me that Star Wars money. Give me you that Star Wars money. That Star Wars cash. I've got a second nomination. Okay. And that is the movie Suicide Squad won an Oscar. <laughs> okay. Not really much of a trope. But I see what you're saying. Oh, sorry. I got confused. Okay. (laughs) The movie Suicide Squad won an Oscar. That is a dumb TV trope. Guess what? I hate how that always happens in the movies. When we want to talk about the movie Suicide Squad, we can say Oscar-winning film Suicide Squad. And then we can follow that sentence up with Academy Award-nominated movie Trolls. (laughs) <laughs> now, I'm not too mad. I'm not too salty about that. I heard it was a pretty good movie. It was based on a children's doll from the 1980s. And it was made so, into a movie. No matter what, it's dumb. I mean, they've made cool things out of old things before. That's no, happened. all old things are bad. Only new things are good. Oh, you're one of those kids. And I'm first player. That was a 90, That was for all my 90s kids. <laughs> 
on your Ninten- on your Nintendos. Okay. What happens when I pour water on this sand? <laughs> uh, it gets all squishy. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> mm, I squished it. Um, uh, I got slimed. Lot- I got slimed, I- kids. I like these Sonic kind of journeys we're taking with our voices on this episode. We're exploring our range a little bit more. My second uh, nomination is um, the Forgotten Super Weapon. So this is one that I found that I like. Academy Award nominated <laughs> Forgotten <laughs> Academy, Super Weapon. Academy Award nominated film Suicide Squad. Actually, I don't know because I didn't see that movie, but they probably did that in that movie. Oh, no joke. A week ago, I, re- I rented Suicide Squad from the Red Box and I got halfway through it and I got bored and I turned it off and I returned it. <laughs> yep. Academy Award winning film Suicide Squad. <laughs> So a really good example of this is the like, okay, the movie, the matrix is a really good movie and they really just kind of lost it a little bit because at one point, you know, Neo is like the one that has to save them and everything. And in the end, spoiler alert, he does, but turns out that they just needed some technology that exists now. They didn't need to wait like you just use an EMP and all of them are dead. Like the robots are all dead. Just build a bunch of EMPs and you win. But like they don't use that until the very last minute. And it's like, well, why? Why didn't you use that before? Joe has been waiting to have a podcast for 17 years so that he could talk about this. I just want to talk about so, the EMP in the Matrix. So frustrated. It's just frustrating because they spent all that time. And they could have just been beating the robots instead of losing to the robots. You're right. Because, like, when the robots started taking over the world, you'd think that maybe someone would have thought, mm, what if we just used an EMP? What if we maybe if, just used a thing that kills robots? What if we just shocked their brains? Hey, maybe, hey, you know these robots that are, like, bad robots? Like, what if we just turned them off? What if we turned them off with our robot shockers? This uh, This is sounding kind of like... That plot hole that people talk about with Lord of the Rings, where it's the, like, why didn't they just get the Frodo eagles? on an eagle and the eagle flies him over Mount Doom? Would have been which, a shorter book. Which, like that one, I get a little bit more because it's you know the whole journey was the important part. It wasn't necessarily just throwing it in the in the Mountain Doom. Oh, thank you, Aesop. But in the Matrix, it's like this was just a war. The whole thing was about a war, and you could have won the war. You don't think the Matrix is an allegory as well? <laughs> Here's the other one, and this is in a movie that I really like, and so it doesn't bother. Well, <laughs> I, your nominations are getting out of hand here. I really like but the I, Matrix. Keep going with it. I do really like the Matrix, but no, I'm saying this is another like example. Okay. <clears throat> um. So another one I found was in Pacific Rim which is like one of my favorite movies of all time. At one point they just like whip out a sword and it's like, it just wrecks the, the kaiju that they were fighting. You're right. It straight, like cuts it in half. It like cuts didn't it in half. Do, they didn't have to do anything special to get the nice sword. No, they, they press a button. They had to have a 10 hit combo to charge it up. <laughs> Apparently. But it just like, they're just like, Oh sweet. Let's use our sword now. And like, so, like, it's, like, why have we just been doing, like, robot punches the whole time? Pacific yeah, Rim is a movie with giant robots, for those who don't know about If you have movie. not seen Pacific Rim and you're listening to this podcast and you like this podcast, boy, howdy, are you going to enjoy <laughs> Pacific Rim? It's just three dumb people ranking things. The whole movie. <laughs> it's, it's 100% our demographic. My point was more just that if you like this, our interests are probably fairly similarly aligned. <laughs> also, maybe watch John Wick, too, because that's a great movie. Oh, and, and um, another reason why, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell over the podcast because it's more sonic instead of visual. We are all giant robots. So that's the forgotten superpower or uh, super weapon. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. Like nuclear weapons. Am I right? Don't get so political. Don't get so political. <laughs> so many politics. <laughs> okay, Jackson, you got something else for me? Yeah, uh, there's one thing that I, uh, I've i noticed in a lot of movies, and that is they have made hacking to be something that it is 100% not. Oh, dude, hacking? 
if hacking is what I've seen in movies, it's the coolest job Hold on, ever. One second. I gotta get in the mainframe. Oh no, I have to counter this guy trying no, to get in the mainframe. No, I gotta cut you off. I access can't let you get in the mainframe. Oh no. No, access denied. I cut you off. I'm 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 hosing down the firewall. Uh, okay, we're in. Um Tell me about hacking in the movies, Jack. But anyways, hacking in the movies, it's uh a lot of times you'll see like two people kind of battling it out. One's trying to hack into something, another one's realizing it and typing really fast to try and keep them to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And rather than just like, like unplugging at, at it one point they get really sweaty and like somebody wipes off their foreheads with a rag because uh-huh. they they can't spare the time. So because hacking is such a labor intensive activity that they're breaking a sweat. Um, what's the show? What's the show? Is it NCIS where there's the scene where there's like a hacking thing and they're not hacking fast enough? So the other person's like. Let me help, and like starts <laughs> typing as well, and like two people are typing on the same keyboard, and that speeds up the hacking. Yeah, which in reality, I don't know anything about like coding or using like I I, I know a little bit about technology, but not that much. But I know if anyone ever tried to type something while I was typing, I, it would make me so mad. Well, I'm pretty sure in real life, if if movies were showing like real life hacking, it would be like ring ring. Hi, um, I'm from the the password inspection agency, and we need to just like brush up on all your passwords. So, um, could you give me the password to the uh, to your accounts? Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Is that a capital D? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Hey, just a second. I have to make a. I have to make a, a quick call really quick. Bleep, bloop, 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 bleep. <laughs> Hey, hey, uh, is this the password inspection agency that I spoke with earlier? Hey, yeah, um, are you guys hackers? You are hackers. You do have all my money. Oh, uh, oh, they hung up on me. Um, hey, I'm back. <laughs> um, you all right over there? Yeah, I'm. I'm doing okay. Actually, I'm not even in my car. I'm just outside, and I'm in. <laughs> That's weird. Are you wily coyote? Like you're just floating in the air I, until I'm you kind of floating you're not in the, in the air car and, anymore, and, and I'm wearing fall? a burlap sack. I don't have clothes anymore. <laughs> and huh, the hackers took his real life things from him. Huh. But anyways, I uh, one specific example of hacking in a movie that just again, I'm not super technologically inclined, but I am almost sure that in the movie Independence Day. <laughs> There might be yes. something a little bit wrong whenever... <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking whenever, about. Who is it? Jeff Goldblum? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I got a celebrity's name right. <laughs> and that's the character name, too, Ooh. surprisingly. His his name in the movie was Jarf Garblom. <laughs> <laughs> when Jarf, Gar- when Jarf Garblom, uh writes some code on a MacBook or an Apple computer, and then they fly it into a spaceship and just, like, I don't know, drop the code into a spaceship computer... And that makes it blow up. I have a feeling that's and does, maybe. Oh no, and, it, and doesn't it also like put something on the compu- on the alien computer's screen? Yeah, too? Like, like it's also written. They like, like put a joke in there, and he's like, "Ha ha, gotcha." Is, I, like, I how did you figure out how to do that? That's Jurassic Park with the joke. Oh, is that Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park. It's got the like, "Ha ha ha, you've been hacked." Ha ha ha, you've been hacked, or whatever it says. Right, how viruses do in yeah. movies. Corollary to hacking. Yeah, but I have a feeling that that's not really that possible. Like, if if it's kind of difficult maybe to get an app, like Angry Birds from Apple to Android, I'm pretty sure getting a very intricate blow-up-your-entire-spaceship computer, computer virus from computer visor. Apple computer visor. That's what we'll all have in the future. The hot new hat for your computer. Uh pretty sure that's not gonna work yeah we will not go quietly into the night uh yeehaw <laughs> that's the guy from independence day that's, oh yeah that's <laughs> what he says when he flies oh, all those memorable quotes from independence day welcome to earth <laughs> welcome to earth <laughs> uncle phil you're not dumb what
Um, there's another there's another movie trip that I would love to talk about. That's and it's funny, when two people's it's, moms it's share the same name, and that name is Martha, and so then they don't want to kill each other anymore. That is a good movie trope. I love it. I, I do love it when that happens. That wasn't the one I was going to say, though. Can I say the one I was going to say? Uh, you can try. <laughs> okay. You going to interrupt me again with, like, a... Talking about how the gremlins thing is dumb, how they have to become monsters at it's midnight. It's so dumb that gremlins <laughs> is a monster at night and not in day. That is dumb. Okay, it's so this so other trope. Um, oh my gosh, Joe! Let Chris say the trope. <laughs> okay, this one we're gonna call the pillar of light. And if you've seen any Marvel movie in the past fifteen years. You have seen the pillar of light. It is like the go-to for sci-fi situations when they want to communicate <clears throat> that there is like something epic, epic happening in the middle of the city and it involves aliens or something. And it's anytime there's like a beam of blue light shining into the sky and it just like sometimes goes into a portal or it sometimes is like, beaming down super evil power to the bad guy it happened in iron man captain america it happened in thor it happened in avengers it happened in the new teenage mutant ninja turtles movie which i didn't see but the internet told me it happened in (laughs) happened in harry potter happened in tron happens a lot guys so like are there any real world are there any real world equivalents to this does this happen in you know, non-sci-fi Earth? I don't know, Jackson. Have you seen any <laughs> big blue lasers on the news lately? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering, like, I don't know. Have you guys ever seen this? Is is? Hold on. Ring, ring. Oh, yeah. Joe, go ahead. Take, take that call. Hey, Steven Spielberg. How's it going? Yeah, he... Oh, Siri. Siri decided to talk to me instead of Steven Spielberg. I don't know if that picked up on my microphone. It did. Are you I actually like picking up your phone for this bit? Uh, no. <laughs> that turned out so much better than I could have ever hoped for. <laughs> oh, okay. That one. I'm just leaving it at that. <clears throat> I don't need any more than that. So all I'm all I'm saying, this is actually a frustrating movie trope because it it all it means is here we are at the epic climax and there's a big beam of light and the good guys gotta stop it from happening because the because, light is big. Well, what uh, I guess if a blue light signals a climactic moment in a movie, like uh huh. In your life, if you could have a blue light moment, like what would it be? Like what would you when choose? I finally, when I when I finally face off against the man who uh, murdered my family. Oh, when and for me, it's when I finally meet someone who whose mom shares the same name as my mom, and then I don't have to kill them. This is a very funny joke for the people who know what that reference is, and not a very funny joke for the people who don't know what that reference okay. is. Okay. Spoilers, real quick. If you don't want to know what movie it is, it's now. Batman versus Superman, the whole twist in that movie is that their moms have the same name. That's the whole thing. And that's all and I'm going to say about it. And then they're super friends. And then and then there's the Justice League. <laughs> they shake hands and say, let's be the Justice League. Let's see, it. Come on, Ben Affleck. It's weird that they called him by name. <laughs> He should have have been born Arfleck, kind of took a Jorf Gordblum route. (laughs) This is my brother Carsey Arflark. Okay, let's play let's play a game. I name a I name a famous actor. We're gonna do the new oceans fourteen, alright? And you tell me what the characters' names are this time. George Clooney. George Carner. Matt Damon. Mork Bork. <laughs> Julia Roberts. Jubloop doob doob. Mm-hmm. Don Cheadle. John Cheadle. 
Got him. <laughs> Nailed it. Got it in one. Casey Affleck. Hockey. <laughs> My favorite part about that one is that it sounds like his name. Hey, Jackson, you got another trope for us, bro? Jackson, do you have more of them? Do you have more of the ones? Jackson, do you have more of the one My gosh, things I that do. we're talking about? <laughs> well, then tell I me am. about it already. I am trying. I've been You're trying. not supposed to say yes. You're supposed to say it. I do. <laughs> Good. Way to yes and. <laughs> Jackson, do you have any more for us? Yeah. yeah. So this one. Hey, Jackson, seems- you got any oh more? Oh, my gosh. Jackson. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> so this trope um seems to show up in just about every James Bond movie, every movie where there's just a big bad guy and the hero confronts them at the end. Mhm. And almost without fail, this is where they decide to have the exposition and the bad guy explains the entire plot while holding a gun to the hero's head because they just have to let them know, like, here was my dastardly plan. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say they were going to, like, say the whole plot to the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, scene one, outdoors. We see a man climbing over a hill. Because the bad guy is the director of that movie. Okay, so so the big big bad dude, he's, like, telling the main character the plot to to Twilight or whatever, and... (laughs) So what? Oh, almost, again, almost without fail, the sidekick comes in and shoots the bad guy in the head before he finishes his monologue. And blood goes mm-hmm. everywhere. And blood gets everywhere, and it's very gory, and every movie that has this is rated R for violence <laughs> and bad ending. Uh, and it just it just seems like something that's not going to happen in real life. Right. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of pieces that working together that I think are a little unlikely. So the the only reason I like this trope is because it leads to um, when they like subvert it, like it leads to when they make fun of doing it, like in uh-huh. Avengers when Loki starts doing the speech and then Hulk like smashes him on the ground a bunch of times. And like that was uh-huh. that was pretty good. Like that was a pretty good right. way to play on that goof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it leads mm-hmm. into some good humor and good playing. That's good into if they tropes. if they lampshade it right or if they just like overdo it really well. That yeah. could be funny. Yeah, it's also a good spot for a one liner. The good guy comes from behind and like punches the bad guy over onto a train or something, and he's like, "You have your ticket." Yeah, <laughs> and that's the best thing Chris could come up with on the fly. <laughs> and that's the best that's thing the, I've ever come up with. I, I have one. I have one. Uh, they're um in the air because the end of this one is on like a giant blimp or something, and he punches the bad guy off of the blimp onto an airplane, and he goes, "Hope you have your ticket." <laughs> I've got one. It's like when two really strong men who one of them can fly has their mom has no. the same name no. Oh no. how about this one okay how about this one the uh the it's bees and um the sidekick comes and he punches the bad guy into a vat of honey and he says honey i'm home he says honey i shrunk the kids oops uh line it's honey i shrunk the kids is what you're supposed to say not honey i'm home I didn't realize that was the movie we were doing. That was. It was we were doing Honey I Shrunk the Kids cuz that's in every movie. Honey I Shrunk the Honey <laughs> into and put the kids in it. It got weird. Honey, I'm a kid and I punched <laughs> a kid into this honey. <laughs> honey, I'm covered in honeys and kids. <laughs> Uh, kids, honey, kids, honey. <laughs> honey, I'm honey. It's kids, honey. I'm honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need a top five of these things. <laughs> okay, let's do let's do that. 
Um, so our list so far, in no particular order, we have uh, using 10% of your brain. We have movie hacking. We have bad guy monologues. We have phlebotanum or magic magic item stuff. We have MacGuffins or mystical treasure stuff. We have the pillar of light. We have dumb dads. And is there something I'm missing? The forgotten super weapon. That's our list. No, you missed one before the one before. Oh, that. we and we and, and we have when two people's moms share a name, and so they stop fighting because of it. And the fact that Suicide Squad won an Oscar. And also, <laughs> good. I'm glad you remembered that one. All right. So it, it since it's not a trope, it can go. But when two people's moms share a name, so they stop fighting, can go. I'll, I'm willing to give that one up. Really? Yeah, since that's, that's not really a thing that happens in <laughs> movies a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, movie, it does happen. So in this podcast, it happened like 30 times. <laughs> okay. I'd be willing to chop out MacGuffins, I think. Yeah. Because I don't get ma- I don't get too mad about it. No, it's they're, like, they're fine. I need a Maltese Falcon. I need a Doug. I need... A ring to throw into a volcano. Like if we didn't have it, we wouldn't have some of the best stories in the world. You know. Mm-hmm. I think the whole hacking thing is super frustrating because it's like nobody's asking for it. Nobody's asking for super tense hacking scenes. So it looks like hacking's probably going to be in top five. Yeah, we can leave that. Um, what else? Should, what else do we need to cut? One. Oh, we're cutting. Uh... Or save. I don't know. I think Pillar of Light we can cut because it is kind of silly. I think that for some reason there's this blue pillar of light that shoots up into space mm-hmm. in um, like almost every action movie. But like, I don't know. I guess I'm not too torn up about it. I think if it happens in one more Marvel movie, I might quit Marvel movies. <laughs> I won't, but it's annoying. Okay, so it sounds know. like you guys get pretty annoyed by it. I'm actually kind of torn on that. I kind of want to see what else we think. See what before, else we can scrap. Because it's, like, it's kind of in the middle. I'm going to say the Forgotten Super Weapon is kind of annoying because it makes it seem like the audience is real dumb. Yeah. And it makes it seem like the writers were real dumb. <laughs> yeah, that they didn't recognize the plot hole that they built into their dang movie. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm willing I'm willing to cut 10% of your brain because pretty much it just makes me roll my eyes at the movie because it's built on a false premise. But honestly, um Lucy pretty good movie though. I mean, I liked it. I would maybe disagree with you. I would maybe say it was I didn't say it was the best movie ever seen. It's a good airplane movie. Um I very much hate Dumb Dads. Yeah. Dumb Dads is pretty bad. It's so that's, annoying. That's socially bad because it's reinforcing a like a stereotype almost. Yeah. And like, like dumb it's moms. negative towards men and, and dads. And you know, men really have it really tough. And we just don't need these stereotypes <laughs> bringing us down. No, but it's not even... It's just the whole... I don't know. It, again, it's the, it's like successful people who are somehow idiots and totally in spite of themselves, they have like a functional, um, like a functional work life and family life. And mm-hmm. it's, it, I just, it's so annoying. Yeah. We can keep that on the list. Um, does that give us our other two? Are we left with five? Big bad gives his long monologue and phlebotanum is the magic stuff that we need for this plot to happen. So yeah, then I think that Pillar of Light can can go and yeah, okay the big baddie. It's frustrating when it happens unironically and it's just yeah, like and it, and the thing is it still happens a lot. And no one thinks it's cool. <clears throat> so number 5. Let's rank this list. I think 5 can probably be hacking because I mean, it's frustrating and silly, but it's that's pretty much all it is. It doesn't really have that big of an impact on the whole movie. Yeah, leave that. That's fine. No, what's number four then going to be? Um, I, I I might I might jump in. I might say the um, phlebotanum as a number four because 
it can be super egregious and uncalled for, but uh, there are times where I really just don't care. Yeah. I am going to say Forgotten Super Weapon for three because I don't have that many examples of it being really bad. You know, I feel like I feel like Superman kind of has this really big forgotten super yeah. weapon thing because Superman's super strong, and then at the end he's just like, mm, "But I'm mad, so I'm stronger." And it's like, no, like that's not. He's like, "My mom's name is Martha." <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like every Superman movie I've seen. It's like at the end, whenever things are super hopeless, he just gets mad and stronger. And that's yeah. kind of a forgotten, and that really frustrates me because it's like, why weren't you stronger earlier when this would have been easier? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, I guess the question is, are dumb dads that annoying? Because I think yes. Yeah. Like it made me stop watching Modern Family. Like if I see one more cutscene or montage of a dad trying to change a baby's diaper and the baby's peeing in his face, and he's like, "What do I do? Here, you take it." It's like, no, I want to be a good dad. Okay. But yeah, I'm all right with that being number one. So Dumb Dads is our number one. All right. So that gives Big Baddies as gives an extended speech as number two, which is also very super Mm -hmm. frustrating. It is. Like, it is. So annoying. In reality, there are probably 20 other things that are even more annoying in movies. This is just what we could think of off the top of our head. We may have to revisit this idea later on. Uh, so most frustrating movie tropes. Number five, movie hacking. Number four, phlebotanum. Number three, the forgotten super weapon. Number two, the big bad gives a monologue. And number one, dumb dads. Cut it out with the dumb dads, guys. Quit making dumb dads. Just make smart people that are funny. Make all all the characters smart people that are funny. They don't have to wear shorts and brown socks. No, you silly dad. Oh, dad. You shrunk me. Well, that's it. That's our list. Top top thing of the week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's do our top thing of the week uh, before we get out of here. So, uh, any of y'all want to... Ooh, me first. Me first. Jump, me first. Jump at it. Do it. Yes, Joe. Mine is CISO.com's My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Um, It is a TV show of a podcast that was probably all three of ours inspiration for this. A TV show of a of podcast? a podcast. Hashtag goals. Am I right? <laughs> Hashtag goals. So <clears throat> it there's some inappropriate humor. Um, viewer discretion is advised. But the it's three brothers that turn your advice alchemy like into wisdom, um, and they are. I don't know. They're like comedy idols. Like I think they're so so funny. And so they're they're my um, their their TV show is very good and it fits in with their podcast very well. If you like mm-hmm. the humor of their podcast, their TV show is just as good. Yeah, I've only seen um, the first yeah. episode so far, but I was very impressed with how funny it was. I watched all. The, it's only six episodes. I watched them all in one day. Also, if you think that we're funny, I think that we take a lot of inspiration from them, and they're a lot better than us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean they're way worse. Don't listen to them. No, go listen to them. It's really really funny. <laughs> My top thing of the week, um, while we're on a podcast roll, I listened to a new podcast this week, and it's called Missing Richard Simmons. It is the most engaging podcast I've listened to since season one of Serial. It's called Missing Richard Simmons, and it's one of Richard Simmons' friend who happens to be a documentarian. Um, Apparently three years ago, Richard Simmons just kind of fell off the map, cut all ties with family, friends, um, his studio like everything and that's very much unlike Richard Simmons according to everybody that's close to him and they're just trying to figure out why and it's taken some really interesting dark turns and it's only three episodes in um so I really recommend giving that a listen it's very good Hmm. that sounds interesting Chris oh I'm gonna recommend a book this is a book listen up nerds Books, books are like movies for people who have no on their hands, no friends. <laughs> books are for movies <laughs> who don't like books them. are for mo- books are for movies that want to get written. 
so this is a book called is called Designing Your Life. It's by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans, and they're professors. I guess they're professors. They teach at Stanford, and they both have backgrounds in uh, the world of design. So one of them, I think, is like co-founder of Electronic Arts. The other one was on the team that built the hinges for the first Apple laptop. And so they're really successful guys, and they started teaching a class at Stanford that was essentially taking design principles and applying them to planning your life and living your life well. Uh, so the thing that I really like about it is it has a lot of exercises in it because it's based on a class. And so there's like assignments so like that you can do. <laughs> yeah, do push-ups until your life is good. <laughs> and that was my favorite one, and that really helped me. And now my life is good. So check it out. Designing Your Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. Highly recommend. All right. Uh, thanks for listening to the Ranked. That's been our show. Be sure to follow us on social media. We are RankedCast, at RankedCast on Twitter. Uh, shout out to Jacob Potter. He had some interaction with us on Twitter, uh, spreading the good word about our podcast. Thank you, Jacob Potter, or the JP on Twitter. Um, also, if you have any suggestions, questions, uh, email us at rankedpod at gmail.com or halo the computer game at gmail.com. Sweet. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. That's all for us this week. Until next time, uh, this has been the Ranked Cast. I've been Chris Gluckman. I'm Jackson Corneliuson. And I've been Joe Bradshaw. What's your hangover three? <laughs> <laughs>